Hey everybody and welcome to episode 116 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys, welcome back to the show, episode 116, and today we've got a, a great show for you, it's a really important one. Uh, just before we get on to it, as always guys, this episode is sponsored by www.reviveyourself.co. If you're heading over there to our website, we've got our free four-day mini course there, we've got our shop with lots of excellent supplements for you, the best all-round products on the market with the Living Fuel, Super Berry and Super Greens there, and the Evolution Organics products, we've got some great stuff from the Finchley Clinic, the Aries Tech um, EMF blocking devices. Uh, you put that on your phone, your laptop, or on your car. Have one on you as well. And we've got the water filtration systems from Aquaterra, which are absolutely phenomenal. That literally get with ninety nine point nine percent of all toxins, heavy metals, parasites, protozoa, etc. And we've got them for if you've got three, or sorry, I say one, two, three, four bedroom house and above, and whether you're in soft or hard water, uh, they're phenomenal. Also, if you head on over to www.blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com, you can get your, well, the best, in my opinion, on the market, the blue blocking glasses. It's the most stylish, too. Um, and you put in the code REVIVE, and you'll get 10% off. And also, if you're looking for essential oils, head on over to www.essentialoilwizardry.com come um for the best essential oils on the market once again in my opinion with dr nick berry over there and if you put in the code revive small letters small letters you're going to get a 10 percent uh, discount code there too um you know if looking for essential oils <laughs> dr nick on there he's um yeah he's the world's leading authority uh, and if you haven't listened to my episode of him on essential oils I suggest you do. And likewise, if you haven't listened to my episode with Andy Bant, uh, Andy Bant on uh, blue blocking glasses, I suggest you do too because they are both phenomenal products that I use myself and uh, I endorse. You know, I wouldn't tell you guys to get anything I wouldn't use myself or I don't think it's the highest quality. Only the best uh, for us. Um, so on to the t- today's show, um, episode 116. This guest is, well, he's a whirlwind. Um, his name is Paul Malt. And he's someone that uh, I first um, first heard about probably about whew, eight years ago. I was getting into the industry and starting to try and create my own business, etc. He's a he's a mentor, a coach. He's had his own um, multi-million pound fitness businesses. He's also a speaker. Um, he's a world-class copywriter of emails, and most recently, he is an author of an awesome book called fucking unstoppable and just as we go into this um show episode if you're not a fan of swearing then this isn't going to be a show for you because paul doesn't hold back he's very um he's just very himself well he's just himself really he's just out there he just goes for it and um just speaks in the way he on interviews that he does does in natural life uh, i'll say natural life normal life so um yeah if, if you don't like swearing this probably isn't an episode for you but it is extremely important topic because you're not going to be talking about any of the things um going on today we've touched on him briefly let's go through his, his background but 
we're going to be talking all about mental health, especially men's mental health, um, because as we get into on the show, Paul suffered severely with this for a long period of time, and he was suicidal, and he was actually at a point where he was going to jump off a cliff in 2014, and the only thing that stopped him was his wife, and since then he's been putting the pieces back together so he can start to live life on his terms, and um, you know, this is why he offered the book, uh, Fucking Unstoppable fucking unstoppable because he wanted to help other people going through his or other men going through what he's going through understand the best strategies to overcome why why it's going on which you get into in the show why men are feeling so lost why their suicide rates are so much higher in men than women um etc and what they can do about it and because he's as he says in the show talking about it it's not going to do a lot uh, if you haven't got other things in place so without further ado here is mr paul Moore. enjoy and i'll see you on the other side all right, we're all good. We are yeah. good. Go, homie. All good, mate. So, uh, yeah, how's how's things anyway? How's things going? Good, mate. Very fucking busy this week because we've, uh, like I say, we've just sacked, uh, we've just sacked our main guy. Like, just most of the fucking work, in, particularly inside of MMIC. Remember Martin? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we're on holiday next week, and I don't take my phone or anything on holiday, so nice. It kind of have to be double organized. Yeah, yeah. And when he's not in, we've just brought a new girl in, so it's all it's all chaos, man. But it's all fucking good. That's how <laughs> that's how I like to operate. Any I do I do very well in chaos. It's my it's yeah, my, yeah. That's, that's my best experience. So what about you, mate? You good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, just yes, once again, busy, busy. Just getting everything sorted out. We've got the new <laughs> like you getting the, the book sorted out. Chris is helping me ah, out, so that's all that's all good, mate. But um, Mar- Martin, um, I remember seeing as I was part of your MMIC uh, years ago. Um, you were business partners, right? At one time? Oh, that was Tim. That was Tim. Oh, okay, okay. Tim, Tim bought me out of Lean Greens. That was it, that was it. Yeah, cool, got yeah. cool, cool, yeah. Now, fair enough, yeah. Chaos, I think, I always remember you saying, I think one of your quotes was something about, like, chaos, really having deadlines, you know? It's like, um, done in, uh, what's it called, just in time, rather than just in, in chaos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really yeah, important. It's, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it, it's, I just operate better like that with urgency. Yeah. If there's no urgency, if there's no urgency, I'll fuck around. Yeah, I think a lot of people are like that. So it's uh, so Paul, just just because you've got a few different things going on, we're going to go into your story, etc. But like, what's your? Because um, I remember always your website being iampaulmalt.com. Yeah. That was that's for your podcast, but you're not doing that anymore. But I still have that, but I don't. I'm not really involved in that business. At all we still make we still do all right with it, but I don't. Yeah. Uh, I'm already involved with it. My main website right now is paulmaltbooks.com. Yeah, and that's for your your book that's just that's come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Called, called uh, fucking unstoppable. Fucking unstoppable, buddy. Yeah. Brilliant. So, so it's because people, um, well, people who are not 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 uh, new to you, for yeah. example, you know, um, Geordie accent, Londoner here it could be quite. <laughs> well, uh, the benefit that I have of a Geordie accent is that I can talk really fast, so I can cover like. So can I. Five minutes, we can cover three hours worth of content. <laughs> no, no, exactly. But it's just like the people out there who, have, who don't know you, who don't know because obviously people in the fitness industry, uh, fitness and health industry, I mean, yeah. you're, you're pretty well known uh, along with a few other people because you, you yeah. I mean, in fact, you help a lot of uh, fitness professionals yeah. get their message out to people, right? Because once again, it's not the, uh, you can be the best coach in the world, but if no one knows who you are, it's not, it's no point of you doing it. So like, how many yeah, so so this is just just before we get into your story because this is the reason I want to talk to you as well. Well, the main reason I want to talk to you is because because of your book, because of your story, what you've been through, that mental health challenges, especially around me. And this last week's been like Mental Health Awareness Week, 
Well, um, I can't wait to talk about that because it does me fucking head in. Everyone's okay. aware of it. Everyone's aware of it. But mm. no fucker has a solution. Yeah, that 100%. Everyone's aware of it. Everyone's like, just talk. I'm like, talk about what? Tell oh, people yeah. what the fuck and see at least anyway. Yeah. No, 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 no. I completely, I completely, I completely understand. And it's, no one's got a solution. No one's got a solution. And also, it's like, well, being men, it, people, some, some, I mean, it's different when you're in this sort of like health, self improvement, development. Even, even then, though, that like, it can be hard. But a lot of people, they're, they're trying to, they're, they're, they're very like, um, they're rather say, proactive rather than reactive, but they're, for example, myself, get on camera, I share my message, same as you've done now, but for years, it is hard because, you know, you are fear of judgment, being ridiculed, all these things, yeah. it's really hard, right? But, like, I mean, but this is just... Think about this, Ryan. What if talking isn't the answer? What if talking isn't the answer, yeah. And this is what I want to get into because I know that everyone who's read your book said it's fucking phenomenal. So yeah. it's going to be interesting. This, just for people out there, right, just to get the background and how yeah. that you got here because you... Um, your background in, in fitness is, is quick. If you give a quick uh, summary, because I know that you've oh, worked yeah, with one of coaches. Go so, on. so I, uh, I, I left school to go out booze, women and drugs, got really fat, got in shape, ended up as a personal trainer, became a successful personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of, I stumbled into this career where everyone was, uh, everything I've ever done, I've stumbled into. Mm-hmm. Like everyone wanted to know how I built this successful boot camp. So I started teaching people that. Um, I then sold that, moved to Marbella. Uh, got fat, took a lot of drugs, had two kids. Um, at that point, I was successfully coaching fitness people. I also started a supplement company, which I sold in January 2016, I think I sold that. Mm, um, and when I was in Spain doing all this crazy shit, basically it was a two-year holiday. It was like a lad's holiday, but for two years, and I was married with kids. So it wasn't a fun experience, really. Um, while I was there, I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, that culminated in December 2014. I tried to jump off a cliff. I say tried. My wife basically stood in front of me, and I wasn't willing to fucking take her as well. Mm. So that's essentially. And then yeah. from there, from there, I kind of again, I stumbled into. I went through a, a personal transformation, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And again, everyone was asking me how I did it. So I stumbled into this coaching thing, launched a program called Unstoppable Bastards. Um, and we're having a, a big impact right now. We've got we've had over three hundred guys, actually probably over four hundred guys through the program now. Um, we've got thousands and thousands, of, tens of thousands of, of people following our stuff, watching our videos, listening to our podcasts. And I launched a book in January, end of January, called "Fucking Unstoppable: The Modern Man's Guide to Grabbing Life by the Balls." And that's done something like three and a half thousand copies since then. So it's a, uh, it's, it's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, no, crazy. It's, awesome. now, it's crazy that we're here right now. Yeah. yeah. But I think uh, it, it, in, the meantime, in that transformation, I've done a lot of other crazy shit, which will, which will probably get into it to kind of complete or continue the transformation. Yeah. Nice. No, this is not a, this is not a once and done thing. And I, oh, I got rid of depression. I'm like, you didn't, I got rid of anxiety. You didn't, it's not gone anywhere, mate. You just fucking managing it. You just got a strategy to stop it from coming. You got a strategy to get rid of it. So yeah, it's an interesting, it, it's an interesting conversation that. 
And is that, see, this is, I mean, it's awesome because so many men go through this and you say like suicide, I mean, we've got some stats here. I mean, we go through it, but mental health in men, suicide rates for men like, are higher in men than women. In the UK, they're three times more likely for, the, for a man to commit suicide. Yep. In the UK, men between 45 and 49, highest rate in, yep. in, um, in I think, Republic of Ireland, it's 25 to 34. Yep. Uh, it's, it's, that's got off the Samaritans, you know. And 2017, 5,821 suicides in Great Britain alone, you know, 75% of them are men, 25 were female. And that'll go up again this year. I guarantee that when we see those figures again, they'll have gone up again. So this is the thing, there's been a big conversation because I, I want to know your book, I want to know what you do, I want to know your course, I know everything about it. I want to, those, I want stats to are, those stats are in my book. Yeah, yeah, I had to do some research. And then I talk about obesity and then I talk about sex drive and pregnancy. And it's all in it, right? I talk about, um, I talk about uh, sperm count, I talk about all that kind of thing, yeah. Well, it's all it's all linked. Kind of a modern man, men are more fucked than ever. Right. So this more is fucking broken. We've never had more money troubles. We've never had lower sex drive. We've never had more depression, more sickness, more illness, more fucking anxiety, more divorces. We've never had a higher rate than now. Men are fucked. Well, this is this is why it's a big long conversation. Well, I say long yeah. conversation. We try and get it down as quick as possible for people, yeah. but like, it's why people need to understand it. That they don't. We are lost, essentially, a lot of people. If you haven't got a passion, this is why... I'm talking to yeah, someone I was going to say, do you know the main reason they're fucked? Men have no idea what they want. Mm. Have no idea how they want to feel. Therefore, they feel out of control. They have no purpose. And, and I, I did a slide the other week in a webinar. It's probably the most popular slide I've ever done. And I basically said, men are not supposed to wander. Most men are wandering through life. Wandering with a fucking blindfold on, being a victim to where they get bounced around their neck. Bounce, bounce, like a pinball machine. They have no purpose, no sense of direction. And they're wandering around. And the worst part is they're wandering around on their own. Men are not supposed to wander. Men are meant to have a fucking mission. Men are meant to have an assignment. They're meant to have a fucking animal to hunt. And they're certainly not meant to do it on their own. You can't say that, mate, because we're all the same now. Men and women are the same, right? Yeah, we're just... It's it's, yeah, it's all, it's all the same. You can't say that, mate. That's... Uh, now starting to be castrated. Yeah, no, well, you know... Castrated as well. Men don't know how to be men anymore. Feminism. Be good men. There's a lot of good men, but we don't know how to be men anymore. Hundred percent, and it's something that, and if you say it, sometimes in the in the, it's almost had like a bounce back. People like Jordan Peterson, Sam Harris, he's talking about had about it's got to so far, and it's something a bounce back. So this is why yeah. I put Jordan Peterson saying out arenas like sixty, seventy thousand because men are like all this not it's like nonsense. I've got it nonsense. Where people are trying to tell us we're the same, men and women are the same. It's like we're not like yeah. if you ever yin and yang, and this is what we want to get into with you. And uh, yeah. so go so so yeah, because so you. Right, we'll go into it because there's so much... You just let's, go. let's go, but, let's go, champ. Let's go, champ. You're, yeah, let's go, champ. Right, so you wrote the book basically because of what you were going through, right? Yeah. And, and the same as most coaches, you just scratched your own itch. Yeah. Yeah. The work, so when you were... Go- because I have a fucking very important message to spread. Right. And I have a story to tell that most people can either relate to... Or they wouldn't believe if I told them. <laughs> well, it's your, cause from the outside looking in, right? Successful yeah. man, beautiful wife, two gorgeous yeah. kids, yeah. own business, doing well. And then in 2004. Well, that's why I ended up doing it. That's why I ended up. Right. I, I've got a video. The video that blew it up was the one about 5 million views. I had everything I thought I ever wanted. I had, I had a four bedroom detached villa in Spain with a private pool. I had a fucking dick extension Range Rover, a matte black fucking brand new Range Rover. I was flying to Miami first class with Craig David. No shit. I was flying business class to Florida to speak at events and the companies, the people that were hiring me were flew my whole family business class. <coughs> I had everything I thought I ever wanted. I was speaking at all the biggest events in the world. 
I had this number one podcast, yet inside I was fucking dying. Why? Here's why I think. I was living somebody else's blueprint of what a successful life looks like. I had no idea of what I wanted, so I kind of went after what I thought I should go after. There wasn't really any purpose. I got there, and this, these are the words that I could, that I, that I would say would describe it for a lot of men is, is, is this it? Is this it? I didn't have any other purpose outside of business, and once I hit all those goals, I was like, is this it? I mm. became one-dimensional as fuck pushing for this money, and once I got that money and I realized that there was no fulfillment for me, I was disconnected as fuck. I didn't have any deep or meaningful relationships. So to fill that gap, I used to just take drugs. I'd be wow. snoring coke off my desk before going on webinars and shit. Really? Yeah. Got to that point. Yeah, okay. just filling, filling, filling these gaps. Not sure, not sure where I was going, what I was doing, and kind of, like I say, lost because I, I, I built up this life that I thought was the one that I wanted, and that everyone else was like, "Whoa, you've got everything," but inside I was fucking empty, empty. I didn't, I didn't know anything about emotions i didn't really know anything about mindset other than fucking hustle and all the all the the, the kind of what, what i would call hardcore motivational terms that like gary v and all those kind of guys goggins who i'm at an event with next month actually mm-hmm. they're all pushing this message of suffering and you have to suffer i'm like bullshit that's no. total fucking bullshit why suffer if you don't have to it, that's optional suffer struggle is normal suffering is fucking optional you cannot suffer your way to happiness there's no yeah. happy ending to an unhappy journey. You can't, you can't live a life you love doing shit that you love. Hundred percent. Guys are all great, but I've never seen the fucker smiling. That's true. You know the funny thing is with it. I think it's more like once again when he's talking about certain stuff, Goggins. I love his attitude to things, but it's like as you said, I sometimes look at it. I'm going to as well from a health coach point of perspective. I'm like, if most people did what you did, David, they'd be yeah. in hospital. Yeah. Right? And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Suffering seems to make him happy. For exactly. most people, it is not going to make them happy because they are. He's an outlier. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Most people who have families, kids, and that they can't afford to be suffering all the time. You're basically teaching your kids how to suffer. I'm big on parents, huge on parenting, and modeling and imitating. That's all kids do. Hundred percent. I'm not teaching my kids to fucking suffer. No, hundred percent. They they do. They, 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 it's like you can tell kids to eat healthy, but if mum and dad are not eating healthy, they're just going to copy what you do. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, uh, when you're saying that, that's, that's really interesting. And then we're telling the kids to get off the iPads and the computers while we're fucking glued to our phone. Exactly. Bullshit. Right. We're hypocrites as well. 100%. And this is really important. It'd be really interesting to see you two contrast your message out there because what he's coming from, I get what. So, what I think without. without he's actually saying, don't be a fucking pussy. Right, yeah. And his that's message also, yeah. His message also is a little bit like, look, when you've broken through a challenge and you got to the end of it, then you feel then you can feel happy because it's like it's like when you're playing any sport, you know, any it, a, sense of achievement. a sense yeah. of achievement is powerful. Yeah. That's like one of the things that we teach in our programs every day. You need to write down all of these wins. You're collecting confidence, you're collecting right. power, you're collecting right. achievement and you're carrying it into the next day. Right. People want self-belief, but they right. don't measure benchmarks. Self-belief comes from benchmarks and people don't measure them. They've got no idea what they're up to. Right, 100%. Well, I like his message. And the thing is that there is, a, there is an element of truth in you have to find a way to, because you can't always do what you love, right? You can't, people who spread this message, oh, do what you love and you'll never work another day in your life. I'm like, I'm sorry, but you do have to work. You still have to work. I mm. still have to do shit that I don't particularly like doing and I've got four staff. Same. Doing mm. a lot of shit. I still have to do shit that I don't like fucking doing. It's, it's part of the job. But the thing is, I think his message is, or my message is this: If I can't always love, if I can't always do what I love, I can always find a way to love what I do. 
Mm-hmm. Like, because I think, li- listen, my wife was saying this last night. I played at the stadium I like last night in Sunderland. And that was after I also did 12 rounds of sparring yesterday. My wife said to me last night, she says, Paul, I remember when this would be like an end of court, a goal for you to get through fucking 60 minutes of football. Now it was just, eh. But the reason I've been able to do that is because of, uh, because of all these physical challenges that I've done now. I know that I can take my mind somewhere else. My body will just keep going. I mean, it'll hurt. My knee sort of day. But it hit, I think his message is that sometimes you, you can either fucking piss and moan about what you have to do or you can get on with it. And mine is, let's, let's find a way to love it. Let's not suffer. Let's find a way to love it. For example, I did a half marathon with no training. What got us through it was thinking about, okay, how can I do a podcast? What's me lesson at this bit? What's me lesson at this bit? And the main thing that got me through was what am I going to eat at the end? That, it, it, there was no real suffering there because I was able to mentally go somewhere else. That's, that's what I'm saying about suffering is optional. It's like change the way you look at things. You have to do it, so find a way to fucking love it. Yeah, 100%. I, I, completely, I completely understand. It, it, it's more like from his, you know, once again though, it's like, as you said, no purpose. When you're breaking, it's like if you're playing sport against someone yeah. and you beat them 8 0, you don't really feel upset on purpose because you've literally just like, it's like taking kid candy from a kid, right? Yeah. When you've had a hard game and yeah. you've scored the winner in the last minute, you feel like it's euphoric because yeah. you've actually broken yeah. through something. So, and said, sometimes but, even if you lose, yeah. you'll get something from it as well. Like I sparred oh, yeah. the 21 year old and I, t- I mean, I lasted, we did about 15 rounds, right? And I was like, he fucking schooled me, really. But I got through 15 rounds with the 21 year olds. I'm 40 next. I'm 40 in September. Yeah, yeah. it's all up here, right? Yeah, and yeah. I, I got a sense of achievement from it because I can either go with, yeah. Oh, I got the shit beat out of me. I didn't get near him. I probably punched him in the face four times in 15 rounds. But he didn't exactly. I've got no marks on my no, body. You look fine, yeah. Dude, and, and here's the thing. Four years ago, when I first started boxing, actually three years ago, I first started boxing, and. I couldn't. I could only do one minute on the pads, one minute off for three rounds. That's all I could do. That's yeah. like three minutes of hard exercise. Yesterday, I did fucking fifteen two-minute rounds. It's it's a, it's kind of where your attention goes. I say this all the time when it comes to mental health, where your attention goes, energy flows, and results will show. It's that simple. When you when you start to be able to take your attention somewhere else, that's how you start to fix anxiety. That's how you start to fix depression with attention. After so physiology, was, it's the second most important thing where you're able to divert your attention to. So what was your, so you're on that, so like 100%, and I completely understand that. I haven't yeah. got into my time, how hard these three minute rounds are, but yeah. like, but like with, so right, let's go back. You're on the, you're on the, you're on the edge of the cliff. Yeah. 2014 with your wife. Yeah. What was the start of changing? Oh, what did you yeah. do? What was it? Just because... What was the fucking light bulb? What was the... What, what was, was the light bulb? And then how did you get from there to where you are now? Okay, sweet. Great question. Ironically, I now live directly opposite that cliff. On purpose? <laughs> Not really. I just, we just had the opportunity to move into this house. I'd sold my business, so it was a cash move. And these houses are on the... Well, they're right on the coast road. They're on the beach and they don't come up very often. So I bought it and I did... Funny enough, I didn't even think about it. And we'll, look, we'll have that view every day. But what changed it was this. I went from a position of knowing something wasn't right, because I used to go missing for like two days. Police would be out looking for me and everything, right? So I was taking a lot of drugs. And I knew th- something wasn't quite right. In other words, I knew that I should do something. But then Leslie said something to me when I stood on the cliff. She used to always say, think about the kids and that. I'm like, that's why, I, why I'm going to do this. That's why I've got to go. That's why it's time for me to go. It's time for me to go. 
honestly, just let me go. And she said she actually thought about just letting me do it because I was in so much pain. And I'd be like, I'm horrible to be around. The kids, I'm, I'm horrible to the fucking kids. I may as well not be here. And she said to me, these are the words that kind of saved my life. She said to me, she said, think about the kids growing up for the rest of their lives as the kids whose dad killed himself. They have to deal with that for their entire life. And that was it. That changed it. That was, they, they were literally the words that saved my life. Think about the kids growing up as a dad who essentially gave up on them. And I wasn't willing to pass the pain on. That was it. So my shoulds became musts. And then I remember Christmas Day, 2014, suicide watch team at my house. My wife and kids were at my mother-in-law's because they couldn't, they couldn't be around me. And they said to me, Paul, listen, if you don't change, you're going to die. It's that simple. If you don't change, if you don't get your shit together, you are going to die. And that was all the leverage that I really needed. And then from then, I tried a bunch of different things. I mean, listen, for about two years, I tried to get in shape and I couldn't. Fucking hated exercise. Hated exercise. Mm. And I went to this thing called Warrior Week in, in California. That, that, that was called Wake, it's called Wake Up Warrior. It's a big old fucking business now. Gerard? Is that Gerard? Gerard. 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 My big old business now. That was an awakening for me. I ended up going to the Byron Katie School for the work for nine days. That was phenomenal. Mm. So I studied with her. I went. I worked with a, a coach from the Debbie Ford Institute. She's wrote a brilliant book called Dark Side of the Light Chasers, which I'd recommend. And I just kind of went on this journey. I did all sorts of different shit, and it awoke in me the fact that I needed different purpose. So kind of since then, I've done a lot of mad shit. Mad shit. I've, what have I done? I've had three boxing matches. I've sparred thousands of rounds. I've, uh, I've taken up Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I've made a football comeback. I've run a half marathon with no training. I've done the... The original SAS selection weighted speed march. I did that last year. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. I did a two-day SAS uh, selection with interrogation. I've jumped out of a fucking plane. I've got off all medication, apart from asthma meds, which I hardly ever need. Um, what else have I done? I've done honestly, mate. I've done a lot of uh, a lot of mad shit, physically, mentally. I've wrote a kids' book. Uh, yeah, loads of loads of mad shit. The the two of the biggest things though that I'd say was. One was getting off the community support list for bipolar. So I'm still technically diagnosed bipolar, but I don't take any meds and I don't need to see anybody. Um, I remember when I came off lithium, I used to have to see someone once a week and get my blood taken twice a week because it was that bad for you. You can't just stop taking lithium, you die. The toxic load's so bad from lithium that you die. So mm. I had to go twice a week to come off that. Um, but a couple of the biggest things were, were, were getting over that, learning how to manage depression and, and bipolar, the mood swings. And the second thing was uh, anxiety and panic attacks. I used to get horrendous panic attacks. Like on flights, I've been, I remember once, probably even before 2014, probably 2013, I had a panic attack as a flight in New York, as the doors were closing, I got off. Had to leave all my cases on and everything. I had to get interrogated by fucking, uh, by customs and shit. Mm. And then I had regular panic attacks on flights. Like I remember once I was flying to my buddy Steve Krebs' wedding. It's four hours into an eight-hour flight to Chicago, and I had a full-scale meltdown. I wanted to text my wife and kids and speak to my kids, and I couldn't. And I started losing my shit. So it was so bad that they had to sedate me, right? They had to break open this suitcase, ring. Apparently, they can ring people from an airplane, a doctor, and say, here's the meds he's on. So I was still on bipolar meds at the time. And they had to sedate me. And I was so sedated that I was two hours early for the connecting flight in the gate, and I still missed it. 
<laughs> Two hours early, he flight to Syracuse, New York. Still missed it. That's how bad my panic attacks were. I never went to the dentist for about three years because I had to get knocked out for fillings. And I managed to fix both of those last year just by, no shit, by learning the skill of diverting my attention. That's all I do. No booze, no drugs, no special breathing techniques. I just divert my attention. And what that means is this, is people with anxiety and who have panic attacks have a high creative intellect. So when they are not solving problems or being creative, they create problems. They, you think about this. Anybody that's got anxiety, you're making problems up in your head. You're inventing things that don't exist. So I'd be like, I'm stuck on this plane for eight hours, but there'd be 300 other people that didn't give a fuck. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, why is it only me? So I learned the skill of diverting my attention on a flight. And here's all that means is the first part of this, the first part of anything to do with depression, bipolar, anxiety is physiology, right? So the ha I stopped drinking coffee or any kind of stimulant for two days before I fly, right? Otherwise, you, you, you're fucking asking for anxiety. Think about when you're anxious, palms are sweaty, heart is through the roof, you can't breathe, right? So I up me meditation for a few days before. That helps me with my attention. And I uh, <laughs> fucking, and all I do, this is no shit. This is the complete solution to this. So I start drinking coffee. And the second thing that I do is I have to have something to do on the flight. That's it. No shit. So I have, my wife laughs at dick off because for about an hour before the flight, I just walk around the airport buying shit. So I've got magazines. I've got books. I've got movies on my iPad. I've got football manager on the iPad. I take it off the rest of the time because I'll end up not doing any work with football managers on there. So I've got football manager on there. I've got my son's Nintendo fucking Nintendo Switch with me. I've got all sorts of shit because if my attention is on that, it can't be on anything else. If my attention is on creative shit, so maybe I'll do work, maybe I'll do a bit of writing, maybe I'll do whatever, write emails, you know, I love writing email. And if I'm doing that, my attention is here and not on the fact that I think I'm stuck on a flight and I'm going to die stuck on a flight. I'm not bothered about it crashing. Couldn't give a fuck about that. It's the fact that I'm stuck and I feel a bit claustrophobic. Right. That's it. Same with the dentist. I used to have panic attacks going to the dentist. And you know how I fixed it? I fixed it in one go. It's a lesson from guided meditation. So the reason guided meditation works is because the reason people can't meditate is that there's so many thoughts coming. And the reason thoughts come in is because you're not doing anything anymore. Right. Your body's not doing anything. So all you can do when you lie down, essentially, is think. <laughs> right? 100%. People start losing their shit. Guided meditation, I don't do guided meditation at all because I've trained a different kind of meditation. The reason guided meditation works for people is because your attention is on the voice and not your thoughts. So I took that lesson of the dentist. I said, listen, she was actually going to anesthetize me. And I was like, I feel like shit after getting that done, right? Fucking horrendous. I feel terrible after it. For like two days, I feel like shit. Mm -hmm. I said, listen, can you just do me a favor? While you're pulling this tooth out as an extraction, can you just talk to me the whole time? It was done. Like that. Done. Cured. <laughs> Gone. And all she had to do was, mm -hmm. I said, talk to me about shit. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me what's next. Just talk the whole way through. And then she'd have a conversation. We'd have this battles and falls conversation. And then it was, uh, it was done. It was just a, a matter of being able to divert my attention. That's it. Physiology and attention. Those are the two main things with all of that. So, it's you really think about this, Depression and anxiety, all they are is a state. That's 100%, all 100%. Yeah. And, and a lot of it, as you said before, 
I deal with it. I mean, more and more you talk about, I mean, it's been in, in like the natural health world, we know as well, like your internal health, your gut health, intrinsically linked to your anxiety and depression. Yeah. Like even people like Jordan Peterson coming out, clinical psychologist saying like, change my diet and also yeah. my depression and stuff go, it's yeah. everything, it's what you're listening to, it's what you're consuming visually, yeah. uh, into, like, um, yeah. uh, mentally and uh, emotionally as well as what yeah. you're actually consuming physically. So, Listen, you can't put diesel in a petrol engine and expect it to perform. But that what you said there though, so say simple, yeah. simple way of diverting your attention from yeah. away what's going on, and it worked. Yeah. Now, People start losing their shit over um over like the can't. How do I stop negative thoughts? I mean, you can't. You're not yeah. in control of what thoughts come in. They just come in. What you're really? able to do though is choose which ones you give attention to. And and the thing is, people don't know how to do that. But what it boils down to is this: like anything, you have to fucking train. You don't get good at push-ups by reading about push-ups by thinking, oh, I'm going to do more. You get good by doing them. 100%. So you've got to divert your attention. So one of the things that we teach inside of my programs, you've got to, you've got to put your attention on empowering thoughts and empowering things. So all, one of the easiest things to do every day, and I mentioned it before, is I mean, listen, write down three wins this morning from yesterday. And here's the interesting thing about this, is that often people can't remember the wins that they had yesterday. I'm the same. I have to do it the night of the day. Because you've so much I, going on. Because there's so much going on. So it's no wonder that if I can't remember the three things I had yesterday, and I've been training this for four years, people don't even do this. No wonder people can't, they've got no self-belief because they, they forget what they did yesterday. They forget, they get so obsessed with other shit that they're, they're almost addicted to what they don't want. Well, also, Paul, because you're a businessman, you've got so much going on, you yeah. take wins quite lightly. You got, and also, because you've got, so you've got a list, you want to tick them off, and, and you get that, I can't remember who it was, a uh, brilliant podcast with, might have been Jim Quick, you know Jim yeah. Quick? Yeah. Yeah, quick Learning, and he's saying like, especially entrepreneurs, and people like that, or people that own a business, they've always got a massive to-do list, so they never feel that they've accomplished anything. They never tricks! No. But here's what no, we do. Great. And this yeah. is an old school thing that I learned in a program that I'm in with Dan Sullivan called Strategic Coach, right? Dan Sullivan. And yeah. He says this. He says, what we do is we compare actual results with ideal results. Mm. So we're always measuring forwards. And the problem is with that is this, it's like the horizon always moves. Yeah. So what we've got to do is aim forwards. So we've got purpose, but measure backwards. Like aim forwards, good. measure backwards. So then we can focus on what we've got done instead of only being focused on how far we've still got to go. If we're focused on execution, that's how you win. That also comes with, it's like one of the best things that we did, stop that, that four or five years ago, stop comparing myself to everyone else and just realize where I was and where yeah. I'm going. And I was like, that just alleviated so much. I remember once I was on something, I was like, so stressed. I was like, I'm going to have a heart attack. I need to go. I just got in my car and went for a drive. And I was like, I just went for a walk. And I was like, Thank God for that. I need to get away from it because I was just so I got so much to do. I don't know how to get there, and I was just stressed beyond belief. And I was like, "Look, so because he's doing this and he's doing that, so stop comparing yeah. yourself to everyone else. Just do you." Yeah. The only way I'll compare myself to someone else is if I need a bit of competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sometimes do it to fire me up. I'm going after this con. Watch this, so I can yeah. be like, "Oh, I'm not." So a that's positive. Editor. That's because positive. It is, and it, well, it's just in, and I can choose the other. That's the thing. We can do two different things. I can be like, "I'm miles behind him," or. Fucking hell, I've got some work to do. Yeah, yeah. One of them is empowering, one of them is disempowering. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. So what, once again, the way you think about it. training. You have to train this daily. And the problem is that we're trained in chasing the disempowering thing. 
Mm. But we don't even realize we're being trained and we're being conditioned. Conditioned, 100%. All we've got to do is start fucking training. It's like your mind and your thoughts are fat, right? The fat because you haven't trained anything else. The fat because you put shit in. The fat mm. because you haven't done anything about it. It's like having an obese brain, right? Having an obese mind. That's all, that's all you got to compare it to. The reason you, the way you get it lean is by consuming less shit and training it. That's essentially it, right? Consume less shit, consume more empowering shit, good shit, and train it. Mm. How often? Every fucking day. Every day. People this- don't get this. I'm like, it's that simple. The only difference between me and you mentally is that I've done more training than you. That's it. No, no, 100%. I've been doing it for longer and with more intensity than you. I had this, I had a little breakthrough the other week. I was at a John Kavanagh, um, Conor McGregor's coach. I was at a seminar with him. I was thinking, fucking hell. And it's hard for me because I'm 38, 39, and I'm looking and I'm thinking, I'm so far behind these fuckers. So far behind. I get schooled almost every time I roll BJJ, every fucking time. Yeah. And it's hard for your ego to take, but I'm like, the only difference really between me and him is he's been, he started before me. Oh, 100%, yeah. And all that means is that I need to start now. <laughs> yeah, mate. I need to start it. now. It's just compound interest. You just compound interest. That's so what, I've got to start. You have to start now. 100%. It's one of the reasons for years I didn't do my time. I was like, oh, shit, I'm just going to get schooled. And I was like, yeah. I, I even started working with a movement coach. And I was like, yeah. I was like, well, if I don't start now, in five years' time, if I start now, I'll be completely down the line. If I don't start in yeah. five years, I'm going to be exactly where I am now. What's the point? Yeah. It's a great book. I don't know if you've heard the book called The Miracle Morning. I have Hallel Rod. Yeah, top book. And it's similar, similar to what you're doing. He's, he said, you put it, what you just said, he just put those things into like before not, success before 9 a.m. So whatever his top yeah. entrepreneur does before 9 a.m. And it's just yeah. simple. You said visualization, affirmations, yeah. meditations, journaling. Yeah. And you and when you do it, you start to see it's it's amazing. Like just that you've completed stuff before 9. And you're there's like, a that we get, right, Ryan? There's a saying that we have in our group, which is um, action is the only answer. If you're anxious, you can't think your way out of it. If you're depressed, you can't think your way out of it. If you're fat, you can't think your way out of that. Action is the only fucking answer, even if it's not the right action. You mm. think about that. That's why people drink. That's why people do drugs. They're just trying to change the way they feel. Yeah. The problem is they're choosing destructive things. It's one of the great, I say this on my webinar. Everyone, oh, I've got an addicted personality. I'm like, that's amazing. So far. But I'm addicted to the good shit. Yeah. I'm addicted to the good shit. And I have fucking leverage in the form of two children. That's, that's the only fucking thing. I'm a, I've got an addictive personality. I go all in on everything that I do. It's sometimes a bit of a pain in the arse, but you can go all in on recovery as well. Is it mentally exhausting? Sometimes, but I've trained myself. Like That's why I go on holiday and don't take my phone. Yeah, 100%. People complain about me being mentally exhausted and they're, fucking, they're trying to... They're, 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 I'm like... Sometimes I'm on Instagram. The only time I get triggered, I was like, mate, you're on fucking holiday. Turn yeah. your fucking phone off. You can't be present with the people that you love. Whilst you can't give your attention to people that you love while at the same time giving your attention to strangers on the other side of your fucking screen. Also, this, so what we talked about there before, I mean, your wife, I mean, she's, um, I'm actually, um, I've actually got a little, I'm having a little chat with her on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. She's just, been, she's just dropped something off for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm having a little much. chat with her on Wednesday, but that's about, um, her Reynolds, but anyway, yeah. she um, <clears throat> but just uh, lucky to have such a powerful, loving wife, yeah. right? Is what you yeah. through it full time inside the business now as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. So it's, with it's the CEO <laughs> issue, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I, to get you, yeah, I mean, to 
it seems like she's got skills in that sort of like in that way. Yeah. Just did him with you, right? She's gonna yeah. be phenomenal, like to that. I mean, there are people that could handle handle me. My mum, no. I was like, if I split up my wife, my mum wouldn't let me move back in. <laughs> no, no, well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I said the two yeah. women in your life that love you that much. So, we're, yeah. <laughs> so what? You, so, what's the thing, right? Because I want to get so two questions. Yeah, for what we've got. one. I want to get into stuff about men at the moment because because what you've talked about there, and this is a big thing we've got the, the red pill movement and yeah. MGTOW and other things people don't not people might not have heard of it in the UK. Yeah. But first of all, how how did you decide what you wanted to do to get you? So you've got your group and you've got your skills and stuff. How did you decide? Was it literally trial and error, or yes. was it like did you go and see someone and that they're like, this is what worked for me? Really? Okay. So I went and saw a lot of different people. Right. Trial and error is what was the most powerful and what had the biggest impact. I'm not interested in a small return on investment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only interested in a big return on investment. That's the thing mm. about being an addictive personality is I want the biggest return on investment on everything. I trialed and error on some things and I found a system that worked for me. Same with exercise, mate. The, the reason that I, I was so... Listen, it took me... I've lost four stone in probably three years now. Hey, you look good. You look good. I mean, no, no you're doing, mate. You look really well. Like, I remember before when I first come across you probably... Yeah, well, no, actually, when I first came across you, you were all right. And then you went through what seemed like a very tough time. I remember, yeah. like, so I remember having spoken to Chris, like, um, but he's like, yeah, like, Paul, I think you, because you both had a business together at yeah. the time. And yeah. I think you, like, I would have just been like, eh. I think you had your first, ep- like, first episode where you just literally was like, I, I can't do this. And yeah. and then from there, sort of, said you, you put on weight, but you could tell we're going through a hard time. Um, and you've been up and down a couple of times, but now, for this, I reckon about the last 18 months, maybe two years? Maybe two years. Two years, yeah. You've been yeah. like, you've been consistently... Yes, full handle on it. Full yeah. handle on it. Yeah, and you can tell, and like, you can just tell from everything you're putting out. It's like, you can tell, it's like, everyone goes through it, development, right? And uh, I'd say I've cracked the code now. It, yeah. It, for want of a, of a better... And that's awesome. Seeing. I feel like I've cracked the code, and it, it, for, for me, it boils down to awareness and strategy. Well, for the people that was really interesting in any minute going through this, what I wanted, what I want, the point I wanted to put across was, this wasn't an overnight fix where you would have oh, did this and this and this and that. It was you found what worked for you, right? Yeah. And and that took time and not anything. It took try and error to get there. Well, an example, an example that I was going to use was the exercise thing. Like, like I was so obsessed with finding the best way, the perfect ways that I did shit that I hated because I knew that weight training would get me in shape the fastest, but I fucking hated it. I'm still not a massive fan of it now, but. I can't I actually can't stay lean without weight training. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Even though yeah. I'm in, a, even if I'm in a deficit, I'm training jujitsu, I'm training boxing, I'm getting me steps in. I struggle to stay lean. I get mm. skinny and I drop weights, but I have to lift weights. Mm. I have to lift weights for me, obviously for my testosterone. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I don't particularly like it. But the, the point that I was trying to make was is that I never really got in any kind of shape until I found a type of exercise that I fucking love doing. That wasn't a chore. It wasn't a chore. Boxing was never a chore. For, even though it was hard as fuck, I loved it. It was an outlet for my aggression. It was an outlet for the anger that I had. And it made me get around other people. This is one of the biggest things that I think men need to get a grip, a handle on, is that we isolate ourselves when we're fucked. My wife, if I'm tired, I'll be like, and, and, and a couple of months ago, I'm like, Leslie, I'm fucking tired. I think I'm going to jack jujitsu in for a couple of months. Just while I get, I'd, I'd let my body get a little bit soft because I'd stop weight training for a while. The one thing that you're not wrapping in is jujitsu because you need that social aspect of what you do. Because I don't drink very often. I mean, I'll probably have a drink on Sunday because I've got to go to Wembley again. 
<laughs> this sends us not for the check and trade fucking trophy. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I'll, I'll, I'll have, I'll probably, this is how exciting I'll be. I'll probably have four cans and I'll be fucking steaming. I'll fucking <laughs> That'll be me. And you know what, what happens is I'll be on the nine o'clock train I'll have four four cans. And by the yeah. time I get there, I'll be drunk and I'll stop yeah. drinking. That'll be me, done. That'll be it, yeah. Done. It's That's great, it. It's great, but, but um, so I don't get out to see the boys very often because I don't drink. Um, and I'm self-employed, so I'm in the office. It's why I'm a part of so many masterminds and groups that I get to that as well. But jiu-jitsu has been, been a huge deal for me because I have this social element and I love that too. But it's funny because... Once men need other men, right? Exactly. Exactly, yeah. And the young boys, the fuck, when you're getting strangled by 17-year-olds, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a liberating experience, I'll tell you that. But it's, it's, it's funny that once you start getting in shape, no kind of exercise is that bad. No, it's not. Like, I can wait live now and I'm like, eh, I'm not particularly enjoying this, but I'm going to get it done. Because I think the other thing is that, that I tell people is that sometimes you have to sell yourself on doing shit, right? So you need to create as much leverage as you can or enough payoffs as you can. So when I don't want to weight train, I'll have six or seven ways to sell myself on why I need to weight train. I'm like, well, it's going to make me, I can't stay lean, but then I can be like, eh, doesn't matter for a day. I'm not bothered about that today. But then I'll also be like, it's going to make me better jujitsu because if I'm stronger, my grip's stronger and shit, I'll be better jujitsu. Then I'm like, it'll make me better at boxing because I'll be able to punch harder. I've just got all these, I'll feel better after. I've just got all these different payoffs and all these different forms of leverage that almost, not don't force me to do it, but make it easy to get leverage on myself to just go and do it, even if I don't feel like it. Mm. Does that make sense? So it never really feels like it, it doesn't, I don't feel that obliged to do it. No, the positives outweigh the negative sort of thing. You're putting yeah, course, in your, your different, yeah. different ones and so you're thinking like... Think about this, it's almost like a scorecard. I'm like, well, there's only one reason I don't want to do it is because I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, true, and then yeah, I thought, true. okay, well, it's 6-1. It's 6-1. It's 6-1 to the benefits. Yeah. And once you start doing it, you, you, uh, once again, you, you start feeling. This is, it's, um, yeah, everyone who's personal development world, most of them are people that work on them. A great quote, it was from, I've mentioned it so many times now, because it was from that book, uh, Miracle Morning, where he said, like, your level of success will seldom exceed your level of personal development because success isn't saying that happens, it's saying you come. Yeah. Well, dude, funny enough is, is I was on a coaching course the other week and they said that 95% of people who step into this game mm. fail. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was like, yeah, it's because they can't market. That's my own fucking marketing brain coming out. Mate. That's part of the reason. But the second one is because they don't work on themselves. No, they don't. Your, your business will only grow the, to, the, to the level that you do. I didn't, yeah. If you haven't got the capacity, you can grow your business. But what will happen is that I didn't grow my capacity mentally or physically. So the business overwhelmed me. 100%. I was talking to my mum the other day and she was like, Ryan, you spend a lot of money on yourself, don't you? I was like, yeah, she's like, it's a good thing though. She's yeah. like, she's like, you're blowing people I know investing in themselves. I was like, mum, if I'm, I expect people to, we talk about business and stuff. I was like, if yeah. I expect people to invest in me and what I do, I've got to invest in myself to make myself better. Exactly, mate, exactly. But the funny thing with. is, my mum will be the complete opposite. <laughs> She'd be like, what the fuck are you doing that for? I think she used to be like that. And then she realised that, because my mum and dad both had like nine to fives and my dad, yeah. my dad was a top end uh, he was like master joy. He went around Europe. He could have had his own. He could have been a multi-millionaire, but he never. Yeah. And, I, and I was always like, I can't be like. This is one of the things. And I knew this. This, this is the thing. Being an entrepreneur, people say, "Oh, your business and stuff." People yeah. that quote. People don't realize how many nights it takes to become overnight a success. So when you 
So when you're like uh, somewhere, I've been through the tears, the cry, not earn the money, but then you yeah. go, I tell you anything, you go through that shit and you get out the other end, right? And then, and so when 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 you were talking about doing all those things, you know, you're working yourself, but that's it's like you're molding yourself or you're becoming the person you need to become to do the things you need to do. You can't stay the same. You're meant to change. You're meant to adapt. And this is like where you are right now is where you're meant to be so you can help all these people. And um, I think it's like it's awesome that you're doing that because a lot of people go through stuff and they they, they hide their story or they, yeah. they feel yeah. like they, they, they haven't got the – well, maybe I think, it's I think what else might happen as well, mate, is especially in the UK, we have this culture of you shouldn't brag. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. America's very we, different. You know that people will tear you down. And listen, I get, I'd say between 20 and 10, 20 people trying to tear me down a day. We had a police out two Thursdays ago because someone sent me a death threat. What? What? Because of your book? Because yeah. I wouldn't go and speak at his event. Really? Yeah, you want to do me this thing for the, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. So the police are now, he still sends me aggressive emails. The police are now trying to source the emails, yeah. What's the matter, what's the matter with people? He's, he's going he's gonna to mentally, physically, and emotionally destroy me. And then he sent me my address. He's like, oh, I wonder who lives here. So the police, yeah, the police had to come out. Yeah, if he sent me an office address, I'd have been like, yeah, dude, let's fucking go. What? I don't, <laughs> I don't really understand. Like, what, what, what? Dude, I get what? so many fucking, I get so, met, so much of that stuff. But Is that because of your message? The way you put it my message because of the way that I talk is because of the way that I am is because the people that I'm, I'm trying to help feel like shit. So mm. some people can't help themselves the way that they make themselves feel better is trying to make someone else feel like shit. So yeah, tell people That's down. what they do. They can't help themselves. Hurt people hurt people. It's as simple as that. I become a target for their darkness. I become a target for their struggle. And I'm happy to do that. I'm a big enough boy to do that. That I'm, I'm happier for them to take it out on me than mm. someone just starting out. 100%. So for, for, for men out there, Paul, right now, because we talked about this, I mean, have you got a few more minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So like, so like um, for men going through this right now, we talked, we started off, you know, we talked about um, how they are lost yeah. and how they, most of them haven't got a purpose or yeah. you said they're wandering around with like a blindfold, I don't know what they want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the modern, I mean, first of all, I, I know for, for me, like this technology, social media is meant to meet everyone together. It's like yeah. people look, look at things like oh, compare themselves to everyone else and et cetera. And then like, what are, do you think are the main reasons why it's gone through the roof to, in today's world? And what are the things they can start to do to bring them back to equilibrium, bring them back to like... I think it's gone through the roof because social media is definitely playing an impact. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like they're good enough. Mm-hmm. They also don't feel like Listen, the only re- reason really that someone's unhappy is because when the reality doesn't match that, that blueprint or what they think it should be like, the reason they get really unhappy is because they don't think they can impact either. They don't think they can do anything about it. So then we get this, we've never had more ways to sedate, whether that's drugs, booze, food, TV, gossip, fucking social media, whatever. We've never had more ways to sedate. And they're just ways to make you feel better. And in terms of, that, that's for me, the two things are linked. Where should you start? People don't know where to start. They don't know what to do. So one, you've got to get fucking clear on how you want to feel. Because if you don't know how you want to feel, you get obsessed with how you don't want to feel. Yeah? And, and, and that's the thing. We get obsessed with how we don't want to feel, and we can't really impact how we don't want to feel. So get clear on how you want to feel, and then get clear on what you want. That's it. That's, that, that, if, I, if I said two things, get clear on how you want to feel first. There's nothing more important than how you feel. And there's nothing more important than feeling good. Mm. Then get clear on what you want. Whether that's today, 90 days, a year, 
you've got to start somewhere. But again, you've got to also get clear on where you're at. People don't even know where they're at. They're so fucking lost, they don't know where they're at. So very simple exercises, just if you, it, in between one and 10, if you have a storyline between one and 10, where you're at right now, one being the worst it could be, 10 is better than you ever thought, where you're at right now, what's the score? Mm-hmm. And then what's in the gap? That's it. And then create a strategy to close the gap. That's, a, that's as simple as I can make it, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone wants to overcomplicate it, but the reality is, how do you want to feel? People only want to change two things. One, how they feel, and two, how they want to behave. That's the two things that people really want to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. I mean, we're uh, so caught up and we're addicted to how we don't want to feel and what we don't want, and we can't do anything about that. No, no, I mean, I, I, it's, when you said as well, I think for a lot of men, getting yeah, involved. Your attention go, if your attention's always on what you don't want, that's yeah. what you get. Energy flows where attention goes. 100%. And that's where people need to, yeah. and That's known as victim mentality. Well, action is, you say, action is the only solution, right? Action's the only answer, yeah. It's, action's the only answer. And action so these, is the only answer. And so the other thing as well, being around people, who are positive people say you know that famous quote you know five people you spend your time around it's huge right that's why you said you're part of mentor even, even for me like i i drink on a saturday night after yeah. football yeah. um but that social time with my mates is yeah. so important just yeah. health-wise it's food yeah. for the soul it's yeah. like without it you know you need that time around boys and some of some yeah. women don't understand that I think yeah. they're yeah. like some women do and some women are like oh wasting time with the boys i'm like don't think you understand how important it is for yeah. men to be with yeah. other men Exactly, because we talk about things differently, we act differently. Where yeah. it's like the social, it's like it's like even when we talk to each other, you know, like where we we take the mic out of each other. Yeah. If that's not happening to you, yeah. there's a problem. If it yeah. is happening to you, that just shows you're part of the part of the group, right? Yeah. It's like what men do. Yeah. And, and so, like, when you're gonna have seventy year olds kissing me on the forehead right before they put me to sleep. No shit. Yeah. That's how that's how much fucking fun it is. They, those young guys keep me young as well. Yeah, that's impressive. I need to get into BJJ, 100%. Yeah, I'm there, I'm there tonight. I'm a little bit sore off yesterday off the sparring and the, uh, and the footy, but I'll, I'll be there tonight. Because you, 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 uh, Chris got into it massively as well, and he said yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's wicked. It's wicked. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things. So literally, it's, it's people out there who, who want to... So first things first, read your book. Where do they get your book from? paulmaltbooks.com paulmaltbooks.com cool and then from the book if they want to work with you where do they go there'll be a bunch of different options for people because when they buy me book I will email the shit out of them until they buy or tell me to piss off Right, got you. That's, I mean, because people out there don't know your 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 sort of like the big thing is your email marketing, yeah, right? Yeah, and you've been an email marketing guy for. I, I mean, consider we, myself as world class at email marketing. I joined a mastermind yeah. the other week, and he was like, "Where's your weakness?" And I said, "Well, email's not one of them. I'm world class at that." He was like, "He's like, I love that, Paul. I love your confidence." I'm like, "Well, I've only made a couple of million quid from email, so." <laughs> <laughs> no, you are good at email. I remember that's one of the things. Like, you're everyone, a different marketing guys, different different techniques, and yeah. your strategy was email always. Always. The other question I got from my from my own personal um, point of view, and this is for other yeah. people out there as well. Being someone who's got different businesses, doing all this stuff, how do you, first of all, how do you keep on, on top of things to know what you're doing? And second of all, there's so much information to come out today. How do you pick and choose what you, what you start learning? Uh, th- related directly to the gap that's in between me and my outcome. Right. So I look at where I'm at, look at where I want to go, and then I'm like, what's in the gap? What's the, what's the, where am I lacking knowledge? Just in time. Yeah, I actually read less business books than ever now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just in part. I'll go straight to the horse's mouth. 
Okay, here's where I'm struggling because the reality is, right, most people know what to do. Most people know what to do to get better. They don't necessarily have a skill set issue. They're just not executing. People know how to make more money. People know how to get in shape. They're just not fucking doing it. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're not doing it out of fear. So work on that instead. Yeah. Again, mate, I'm going to say it again. Action is the only fucking answer. More study for most people isn't the fucking answer. Yeah. More work is the answer. More training yeah. is the answer. Yeah. I think Jim Quick calls it, um, so having a buying of books, leave them on the shelf. He calls it shelf help rather than self help. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, like it's like that. you've got all these things. And that's one of the things I was going to say. I uh, listened to a great podcast uh, last week with Dr. What was his name? Have a quick look. Dr. He's on, he's on a podcast called Mind Pump. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, no, no. My free American guys. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, honestly, don't Bob, yeah. Honestly, Bob. <clears throat> I don't listen to podcasts. I know it's just it's just I, I just enjoy them rather than watching TV. I was listening to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. like it's, it's Dr. Roy um, Bong Tama, and he's an actual oncologist. That's a great name, Bong Tama. Yeah, he's from he's from Thailand, um, but he's uh, working in America. He's an actual oncologist, but he started looking deep into the mind and how it affects people's outcomes of survival, uh, yeah. even business and stuff. And like when he first started talking about it, he got so much kickback. He was like. This is all nonsense. And as it's gone on and on and on, the amount of results that they said they, they can't ignore it. And it's like he used to say he used to say like meditation. People say you can't say meditation, it's a woo-woo. He's like, okay, how about what, what did he call it? He called it like um he called it something else, another title, and people were like, Oh yeah, that's awesome. So it just changed people's perspectives of stuff. Yeah. Completely changed yeah. the way he did stuff. So yeah. I mean it's just interesting. Like well, from you, you probably learned got, got all your all the best parts from different people put it together and people can use them, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. So cool. So for people out there, you got you got PaulMortBooks.com, yeah. and that, I mean, that's the best place right now to go yeah. to. Only place. The yeah. only place to go to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Awesome. And so well, what, you can check out my podcast. I stopped doing it in twenty eighteen, January twenty eighteen, called the Daily Diesel. You actually had. I stopped. Yeah. Here's the position I'm in right now. Right. As I have hundreds of videos on Facebook. I've yeah. Two hundred Daily Diesels on iTunes, and I get about. 150 to 200 direct messages a week. And this is a dickish move, right? A dickish move. And I get a lot of shit for it. But I'm like, listen, if you're not willing to spend eight quid on my book, I am not going to take more time out of my already busy schedule and rob my family of my time if you're not willing to invest eight quid in my book. It's that fucking simple. No shit. And people don't like it. But I'm like, there's hundreds of videos on my page. Hundreds. There's hundreds of podcasts. 200 plus. 220, I think. I send daily emails. But you want personal attention. Spend eight quid on the book. Mm. You know what I mean? Invest eight quid in the book. It's got everything you'll ever need. But if you want my time, you have to put skin in the game. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. Well, it's it's accountability, right? It's it's giving people so you give people stuff for free. They don't take it seriously. No, people have to pay attention. You know, it's why it's the same as same. If I went to well, in my coaches and was like, "All right, give me stuff for free," I'd be like, "Okay, I've got nothing to lose." Yeah. When you're investing money in stuff, on the investment. you're going to do stuff, right? And so, I mean, and it's, and you say, it might suck a because some people say to me, oh, you've got the answers to heal this stuff. Why don't you give it yeah. for free? It's like, well, it cost me like 20, 30 grand to know what I know. Yeah. Not just that. Also, if I give it to you for free, you probably won't do it. You fuck all with it. It's not good Yeah. And so, and, it, and it's one of those things. So what's, what's next, Paul, for you? Next is a... I will this year. I'll do probably the the world, the UK's biggest men only event. That's my next plan. Yeah. So do you ever look at Elliot Hulse's stuff? Is that? 
Do you ever look at Elliot Hulse's stuff? A little bit, yeah. A lot of it's a bit woo-woo. Woo-woo, yeah. I mean. But, but as in, your message is quite similar. Very similar, yeah. Very similar, yeah. So it's quite yeah. interesting to get you together. Yeah, yeah. Get you together. Where, I'm going to do an event. I'll probably do an I've got this event with David Goggins next month. Right. And then later in the year, I'll probably do something with Lights of Tyson Fury. Um, maybe the guys from SAS Who Dares Wins. Really? Through this journey, I've managed to meet a bunch of cool people, so... Where did you, would you yeah. meet him on, on courses? No, I'm, I did a, I did the training. I did a two-day SAS selection intensive with the guys from SAS Who Dares Wins. Where'd you get that? And it was a company called Breakpoint. Right, okay. Breakpoint. And I, uh, I spoke at an event with Ricky Hatton earlier this year, March, I think it was, and then I got a hookup with Tyson Fury, Dean Windass, a few other people. Mental health. So I'll probably do an event later and then James Smith will probably come and speak at the event as well because I've coached him and he's got a big following. So that'll be it. That, that's, that's one of my big goals for this year, run the UK's biggest ever men-only um, personal development event. Awesome. Do you know where that'd be? Any ideas? Nah. Not yet. Cool. It'll Keep be, it posted. It'll be in, it, it, it actually might be in London. Yeah. Awesome. I think about venturing out with my comfort zone. <laughs> well, you know, for us, I always love Newcastle and around your area. It's always good fun. Yeah. But uh, awesome, man! Uh, awesome. Keep doing what you're doing, Paul, because more people need to to hear this message, and especially men today. As I said before, they're more lost and uh, than ever. So, my man, thank you for coming. Right, Sweet, I appreciate yeah, it, man. man. Cheers, my man. So there he was, Mister Paul Moore. Uh, I mean, I think it's a really it's a very, very um, important issue. It's a really deep issue, and it's something that we need to touch on more. You know, men talking about mental health issues. It's something that's still taboo. I mean, there's a thing coming out this week on the BBC, I think, including on uh, Thierry Henry and Peter Crouch, and even um, Prince William, and, and uh, who else is there? I think maybe Danny Rose talking about it, about um, depression. There were a few of the four other guys that have dealt with it. Um, it's, it's getting a bit more mainstream, but even in like professional change rooms around men, you know, it's something that is very taboo to talk about and if you're around a lot of other men you know something that you don't a lot of people don't open up about um i I mean i've had friends and having lost a best friend i know what it's like and lucky for me um i'm quite open like that i quite i share things and it's the way i I talk about it it's the way i get over it but i know a lot of people bottle this stuff up and other people have different sort of personalities and i think it's really important to talk about these things and you know as paul said you know it, it it's the different strategies you need to put in place and if you haven't already go and buy his book if you're dealing with anything like this fucking um, you're fucking unstoppable you can get it from www.paulmaltbooks.com um and um yeah if, when when that episode also when that seminar comes out with him uh um in london when he puts it together i'll definitely get the dates off him and, and tell everyone about it because you know it's something that men need to do I mean, more, more more aware of it it's not about like not being a man and not stepping up and not taking responsibility that's fine that's cool we can we can all do that but when it comes to like actually talking about things talking about issues i think it's something we need to do more of and not feel um silly and not be too proud to do it uh, and also as you said before why is this happening because men haven't got a purpose today there is so much going on in the world where everyone's trying to say men and women men and women are the same or giving a lot of this thing about we've got a patriarchy when in fact we've actually got a matriarchy where everything's going towards women and it's mean men are getting like absolutely destroyed in a lot of topics and don't know where they stand and they can't be men that they that they want to be or they don't even know how to be the, the man anymore and so it's a big big issue um and so, um, yeah, this is something that you need to, we need to look into and uh, it's something we'll be talking about more and more uh, of. Um, this is not 
uh, dig at women at all. Women, I think, I, I absolutely adore women and, and they're so important. But I think us having our certain roles have been so important through life. If you look at nature, you know, we've almost think we're above nature because it's 2019 and we've got Wi Fi. It's like, no, we need our traditional roles in certain ways. And we need, obviously, as a man and, and a woman, you know, you're going to have different masculine and feminine traits. But Overall, men need to be men. They need to have a purpose and they need to have be um, have that drive and that desire to do something. So, um, yeah, it's something you need to look in, look into. Um, anyway, that be we'll get other guests on to talk about this for sure. And if you haven't already, I said before, go and buy Paul's book, "Fucking Unstoppable," and uh, have a read of it if you're struggling with anything. Um, also, if you are dealing with any other chronic health issues and you haven't been getting any. Uh, anywhere with doctors, specialists, consultants, even other nutritionists or health coaches, then don't hesitate to give me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co or head on over to www.reviveyourself.co and you can look at our testimonials and then you can click the contact tab and send me a message and I'll get back to you as soon as possible and we can book you in for a call, which is free, so we can discuss if and how we can help you. We can go from there. Um, Yeah, otherwise, guys and girls, that's it for this week. I hope you really take on board everything that was talked about there, especially if we're dealing with some depression, mental illnesses or um, anxiety because we really need to. So anyway, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So um, let's get you rocking and rolling and get you back to full health. So as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. If you're struggling with gut issues such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today.